This is the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom. In this week's podcast... Well, we've all used that or have wanted to use that. You know, my teenage kids have tried that one. Hey, Mom, Dad, the devil made me do it. You know, like, right. <laughs> well, the problem is that's that's just not how it works. Welcome to the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom, a ministry resource of Journey Church International in Lee Summit, Missouri. My name is Brandon, and today I have the opportunity of having a conversation with Pastor Ryan Holt, the pastor of Connections here at Journey. Um, pastor Ryan had the opportunity to kick off the first message in our new series called Address the Mess. Pastor Ryan, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, and so we launched a new series this Sunday. Um, can you can you help us understand what the intent of this message series is and what specific messes we're going to begin to address in this series? Well, Pastor Brandon, it's good to be back on the podcast. You know, anytime God can use me to help others with my story, uh, I'm glad to help. Hopefully, you know, hopefully having uh, shared my story and the message, people will have the courage to address theirs. Um, you know, this series really has the potential to be one of the most life-changing series we've had. Uh, you know, we hope to help people learn how to recognize that they have a mess, because every one of us does, yeah. right? And every one of us has a mess we need to deal with, and and then help people how to discover how to address it, overcome it. And, you know, and I think a, a lot of us, we like to hide our messes, right? Uh, we like to throw things under the bed, so to speak, and stuff it under there until, you know, three months later, we start to smell it and realize, okay, we need to we need to deal with something there. Uh, you know, we throw the trash in the backseat of the car and still it starts to pile up. We can't see out the rearview mirror. You know, you can't, you can't hide it anymore. Um, and, you know, at home, when we have a big mess, fortunately, there's bulky trash day that's coming to a neighborhood near you that allows you to kind of get some of that stuff out. But right. You know, too much in our lives is holding us back, really, from growing spiritually, you know, becoming who God wants us to be, stepping into God's purpose for our lives. And it really excites me to know that we'll have a part in helping so many people, whether they listen to the messages, whether they stream online, whether they check out this podcast. We have an opportunity to help so many people address their mess, which will then release them, right? It'll release them to be all that God wants them to be and. We're going to be talking about addictions. Uh, we're going to be talking about spiritual footholds and some that develop into strongholds in people's lives that some of them haven't been addressed in years or ever. We're going to talk about pornography. Um, going to be really a, a challenging thing. We know that's such a big issue in the lives of teens, men, and women. We're going to talk about grief and, and suffering and roots of bitterness that um, boy, I know that's going to hit a lot of people who, who have not been able to move forward with God, move forward in their relationships because of bitterness they have towards each other or something that happened to them a, lot, a long time ago. And those are painful. It's not going to be easy. Uh, but we hope it's going to bring healing, healing to marriages, broken relationships with a child, perhaps a sibling or, or a parent. This series has tremendous potential to help people. It's going to be a great series, and uh, it started off with a great message. So let's talk about it um, today. Um, you outlined three realities that we need to be aware of if we're going to begin to address our messes. The first reality starts at the source of all of our messes, and it's our personal sin. And basically the reality is this. Sin is so enticing. 
um, even for Christians, it, it doesn't stop, right? There's a lot of people who, who become a Christian and think, okay, good, I don't have to battle that anymore. But the reality is, is they still have um, the enticement of sin. So what are some practical things we can do in our lives that can lessen the allure of sin? Well, sure. And as you said it, we're all tempted. We're all enticed. Uh, even one of the greatest Christians we know of in the Bible, right? The Apostle Paul in Romans 7 uh, says, The things I do not want to do, I do. Like, like he was enticed, he battled. Uh, but here's just a couple of practical ideas on what you can do to, to lessen the allure of sin. I think, I think one is to be careful as to what you're taking in. You know, if you purposely expose yourself to things that tempt you, the allure of sin is going to be strong. Uh, you know, I've heard that there's a lot of shows on Netflix or HBO that people enjoy watching that have some pretty enticing scenes, that have some pretty enticing things that, that quite frankly, they probably know they need to avoid. Uh, you know, these are things that are only going to make things more difficult, that enticement. And so I think you can ask yourself just a simple question. God, should I watch this? You know, like, is this helping me? Is this drawing me closer to you or is this causing me to sin? And you might even be able to answer that before you even ask them. Right. Right. Sometimes you already know the answer. You know the stuff that you're doing or that we're all doing is not helping us to grow spiritually. It's taking us backwards. So ask that question, but be careful of what you're taking in. And, uh, you know, secondly, keep your mind focused. Uh, Philippians 4, 8, a great verse I love that Paul shares with us from the book of Philippians says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Uh, you know, when you, when you let your mind drift into sinful thoughts, and it can happen in idle time, it can happen, right? We, we battle things all the time. You can feed with, you know, when you let your mind drift, you can feed the sinful part of you that wants to gratify it. Right? We all have that part of us that wants to gratify that sinful nature. Memorizing Scripture. Uh, you know, memorizing Scripture can help you to recognize when, when your mind is starting to, to wander, and, and you can begin to focus on, on God's Word. You can begin to focus on, on great Scriptures that help point you back to the Lord, that, that remind you of the walk with Him that He wants you to have, the fact that He wants you to stay close to Him, the fact that He wants you to, you know, turn and, and, and run from sin. So uh, these are just a couple of things, being careful of what I expose myself to, Right, we all have been on a, a website that we're just trying to pick up the news, and next thing you know, there's some alert or something that's trying to get us to look at the latest whatever. And and no, I don't want to do that. There's always things trying to come at us, and then keeping my mind focused, trying to do my best to focus on the things that are lovely and pure and praiseworthy. You know, focusing on the Lord. So hopefully, those are just a couple of practical things that would help people. Well, Pastor Ryan, you stated that sin serves as a foothold for the enemy in our life. Um, you used the passage in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 26 and 27. Paul writes, In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Do not give the devil a foothold. And that visual you provided for us on Sunday was powerful. Perhaps many of our listeners have heard the phrase or have actually used the phrase himself, the devil made me do it. 
Um, is this even a true statement? Can the devil make us do anything? Well, we've all used that or have wanted to use that. You know, my teenage kids have tried that one. Hey, mom, dad, the devil made me do it. Yeah. You know, like, right. <laughs> well, the problem is that's that's just not how it works. You know, the devil and demons certainly tempt us. Um, they're aware of challenges we have and weaknesses, and I believe they would love to cause us to stumble and fail, but they can't make us do things. Um, as believers, we have the power of the Holy Spirit alive within us, and so we can lean on the Holy Spirit during those times of temptation. Uh, God's more powerful than the devil, and when we lean on God in those times, we can over uh, we can overcome that enticement. We can overcome those things that are trying to get a foothold in our lives. We can avoid the enemy trying to get a foothold. And we need to remember in all of those times uh, of temptation, the truth of Scripture. And one of them that I love is 1 Corinthians ten thirteen. right? No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Right? It doesn't say so that the, you can stop the devil from making you do it. He's he's given you a way out. So just as the enemy is trying to tempt you in a certain direction, the Holy Spirit is also right there speaking to our hearts, giving us guidance if we'll seek him and listen to him. Right? There's a lot of times there's that there's that prompting like don't do this, don't do this, you shouldn't do this, right? But we kind of clog that, we 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 squelch muzzle it. that, we <laughs> squelch it instead of listening to that's the holy spirit giving us the way out prompting us to make a different decision so uh, no the devil uh, the demons do not make us do it um, they don't have that kind of power over us right we are we are the lord's uh, and as we lean on him he'll he'll lead our actions it's a great reminder let's talk about your second reality that you talked about on sunday the second reality we must be aware of is the enslavement of sin um, if sin goes unchecked in our lives, it can transition from a foothold to something even deeper. It becomes a stronghold. Perhaps there's a listener right now that may not have a stronghold in their life, but they're close. They're real close. What can they begin to do right now to prevent that from happening? Well, I think there's a, a few steps, um, right? Not that these have to be in total order, but basically call it out, recognize it. Uh, realize the mess that you've got, realize the sin that's beginning to get a foothold in you, that's trying to take it to a real problem, a real addiction, a real enslavement in your life. So call it out, recognize it too, repent of it. Like literally, Lord, I'm sorry. Like I do not want to do this anymore. And begin to turn your back on it. This is one of the first things that I learned as a, as a Christian. I didn't know what this word meant. I didn't know what repent was. Um, and I realized it was just turning away from my sin and turning towards God, um, turning my back on it um, and, and, and following up with that with, I'm sorry, like I want, I want to live for you. I don't want to do this anymore. And then three, go to war, like figure out where the temptations are coming from and make some changes. Like if, if you're in a battle and all of a sudden they keep destroying your flank, you would put some reinforcements over there. Or you would move, you would, if you're taking body shots, you're going to put your dukes up or you're going to guard your rib cage, right? So figure out where the temptations are coming from and stop getting hit there. Um, you know, figure out how you can avoid some things that are, are really causing you to fall on a regular basis. 
Number four, and this is a hard one. This has you have to have some people you trust in your life for this, and maybe just one person, but expose it. Tell someone, find some accountability. I've got some guys in my life that over the years they've asked me from time to time to check in and how's that going. Um, you know, text me or call me and just go, how's this going in your life? You let me know about this sin. And so now I'm here to help you battle it. And I think the point is, if they ask you uh, and you respect them, you don't want to let them down. You want to live for God by by exposing it. I think it's an extra reason not to not to sin, to, to not let it get a, a stronghold. So find that accountability. Uh, number five, arm yourself. It's spiritual. Put on some armor daily. Um, you know, pray, uh, spend time in the Word, get to church, right? I, I'm not going to go fully into it, but Ephesians 6 would tell us to put on the full armor of God. Um, and, and know this, God's eager, eager to help someone who wants to really live for Him. Like this is a prayer that if I said, God, lead me, help me every day, I want to get this out of my life. Those are prayers that God is eager to answer. It's not like he has to go, well, let me think about whether I want to help you with that. God is eager to help anyone who wants to uh, to live for him literally every step of the way to work through this. Uh, and remember, he also provides a way out. Like every day you're faced with that temptation, that means every day there's a way out. It may have a stronghold on you, but every day there's a way out that you can choose one more day not to do it, one more day not to do it. We, we, we have found there's some, some people in our church that for 30 days they found some victory over some things, and it's one day at a time. Um, so, uh, yes, you need to be aware of the enslavement, but know that there are some steps that you can take in order to get out of it and get strong. Sometimes our enslavement to sin involves others. In fact— um, what I mean by that is our friends that we have are often the ones that are links to the chains of enslavement. It's our friends that are holding us back. What do you do if you really want to leave your life of sin that you are experienced or enslaved to, but your friends keep pulling you and asking you to join in with them, and you know that if you try to step away, they're going to mock you or make fun of you if you if you try to pull away. What 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 do you, what can you do? Is that why you moved to Florida for so long? Was I bringing you down? Is that it? You had Perhaps to get, that you was had to, it, man. You had to get away from me for a while. Well, this was a real challenge that I faced. It really was. The tough part was that I love those guys. Some of the guys I went to college with, man, and I still love them like brothers. I mean, they are guys that I really love. But God was trying to help me address my mess. And at the time, they wanted to keep me in the mess. They they wanted to keep me in, in the midst of it, not because they were just trying to destroy me, but they, they loved my companionship. And we, unfortunately, were, we were not living for God together. And it wasn't always intentionally. It wasn't like they had a plan to try to, to do that. But they were just living the life that we had lived. And it, it often involved alcohol. So the temptation was there. If I, if I hung out with them, it, it was often there. So it was a real challenge when I was with them. Um, for me, I had to I had to separate myself for a season uh, until I was strong enough to stand up for myself. Um, I had to separate myself until I was strong enough to overcome the temptation that might come if I was standing around them and they were uh, partaking, so to speak. Um, I had to to get strong enough so that it no longer was uh, had a grip on me because I wasn't strong enough at first. 
And I also prayed that God would bring me some real Christian friends who would encourage me in the right direction, who would help me, who would not be trying to pull me down. And and that happened. You know, I would give this advice to anyone listening. As I got plugged into church and I started serving, man, I really started to find some real Christian friends. And as I got into a, a men's group, God brought me great friends who helped me. None of them were perfect. In fact, many of us were going through the same things, trying to get strong together. But yes, there was a season where I had to separate from some people who were pulling me down. And I don't know if that's the case for you listening, but maybe it is. Well, last question today. And what I love about um, talking to you about this is a lot of these things that you're talking about are not theoretical. You've personally experienced, and it means so much more. Um, So let's end today with your story a little bit. You stated you were able to break a potential stronghold in your life because of encounters with Jesus. That's the third reality that you addressed or that you talked about this week is that we must experience encounters with Jesus. I found it interesting that you use the word encounters, plural, Um, It's not just simply one encounter, but many encounters. Why was just one encounter with Jesus not enough for you? And and does your encounter, what what does your encounters with Jesus look like today? No, it's a good question. And I can say that as as I thought about the message, I almost wondered if people might go, what is this all about? What is, that sounds weird, these encounters with Jesus. But but really, they, they had become, um, you know, real daily encounters of praying and seeking Him. But, you know, certainly the encounter with Jesus in May of 1997, when I gave my life to Jesus, right, I'd been throwing my life away, making all kinds of bad choices. Um, and I asked Him to forgive me. You know, certainly that caused me to be spiritually born again. Right. That encounter sealed my place in heaven. Um, you know, when, whenever I, I go to be with the Lord, whenever I die, I'm, I'm going to heaven. Right. But but I soon discovered that living for him didn't come automatically like that. That gave me forgiveness. That gave me new life. Uh, yes, I was a new creation in Christ, but I still had to battle my sin nature. And the reality of living in a fallen world with lots of temptations is not easy. Like, I realized I needed encounters on a regular basis in order to be strong. So by going to church and, and learning how to grow in my faith, I learned, that, I learned that I needed, you know, really these daily encounters to give me strength, to avoid the temptations, that, um, and to have the strength to say no when I was tempted. I was... I was not, and I, and I am not strong enough to do it on my own. I cannot just say, well, I've had an encounter with Jesus this Sunday, so I think I'm good for a month. Yeah. It just doesn't work that way. And if you're listening to the podcast, you, it doesn't work that way. You, you, cannot, you cannot make it on your own. And, and our, our relationship with Jesus isn't just supposed to be, well, I plugged into the power source. I've got a battery that lasts three months, so I don't need to go back. It doesn't, he's intending for us to have daily encounters with him, not just to keep us from sin, but because he loves us and he wants to have communion with us. And he wants to, to, to walk with us through the daily challenges of life like a, like a good heavenly father. And so I realized that I needed that and I wanted that. And it wasn't something that I had to do. I looked forward to it. I look forward to spending time in the word. I look forward to spending time uh, praying and spending time on my face or, you know, on my knees, just saying, God, I need your help. I'm messing up life on my own. Lead me. So, um, you know, that's what it looked like. That's that's why it's encounters. Yes, I, I got saved once. 
right? I get saved once in May of 1997, but I've had regular encounters with him uh, because I need him. I need his strength. Well, Pastor Ryan, I want to thank you so much for kicking off the series and, and really sharing your heart today with us. I'm really grateful for your story and how God encountered you and drew you into ministry. And and I believe your story will continue to help many, many more people. So thank you, Pastor Ryan. And I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. Perhaps some of you are listening right now. And um, just from our heart to yours, you're dealing with a personal addiction that you feel like you cannot defeat. And you know it is holding you back from stepping fully into God's purpose. We want to help you. We would love to help you. We can help direct you to some resources that we have available that can get you some professional help. You can send us an email to activate at takethejourney.cc and we can begin um, a completely confidential conversation to start getting you the proper help you need. You do not have to address this mess alone. We want to thank you again for tuning in, and we look forward to catching you next time on the Activate Podcast, where we challenge you to build a faith that is active. Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, we would love for you to join us for one of our Sunday worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Google Play. We would love for you to help us get the word out about this resource. Don't forget to share this episode with all your friends on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.